Hello, fellow Powder Hounds, and welcome to the Powder Hounds Podcast, a ski trivia game podcast. I am your host, Jeff Shaw. It's July, and with the steady 90-degree day soakers, we are about to hit the midsummer stride. While the weekend in the mountains is on deck, most of my summer days have been spent at sea level in glorious salt water. On a recent trip to Cape Cod, I saw an ad for a water park in Exeter, Rhode Island. The name Yagu, unique for sure, sounded familiar, but I couldn't quite place it yet. It was not until being outside Providence, yes, the movie reference for the selection of whose corporations rock the boat, that it dawned on me Yagu Valley in Rhode Island is not just a water park destination in the summer, it's also a ski area in the winter. Now, if you're not from Rhode Island or the south coast of Massachusetts, you probably never heard of it. Well, prepare to learn a little bit about this year-round community bump in Rhode Island. That's right. Sit back, kick your feet up, relax, and enjoy the experience of everything skiing and riding. Powder hounds, and happy summer. Moving on to our first segment, Tips Up, Summer Edition. All right, this is our read, watch, and listen recommendations. First up, a read recommendation. Usually this is an article, but I'm going full hardcover book this time around. That's right. You probably heard of it, but maybe you haven't quite read it yet. It's called All Right, All Right, All Right. The Oral History of Richard Linklater's Dazed and Confused. And this is written by Melissa Mares. And admittedly, the words skiing and snowboarding were never mentioned on these pages. But man, the real story, literally everything one would want to know behind the scenes, really does provide a new appreciation for this cult classic. Of which I actually own the VHS version of the movie. Uh, unfortunately, I don't believe I have a VHS player anymore. But yeah, there's just ton of stars in this movie. Of course, they weren't at the time. I'm going to just pluck a few quotes from the back book jacket. This is from Matthew McConaughey. Uh, quote, look, when people go, what's your favorite film? I always have to bring up Dazed and Confused. Now, this is from Kevin Smith, creator of Mallrats and Clerks. Quote, Every once in a while, as a filmmaker, you think, maybe I should make a movie about what it was like when I was growing up. And then I remember, oh wait, Dazed and Confused exists. There's no need, end quote. Uh, Parker Posey, quote, Dazed was the dream high school experience that we were all able to live out, end quote. And finally, uh, Ben Affleck, Quote, there is no movie that has affected me more or stayed with me longer or shaped me as a filmmaker more. And I never, ever had as much fun again. Now, years later, I see that it was probably the most profound creative experience of my life. Uh, in the book, uh, end quote, in the book, he actually goes into uh, using some strategy for um, when he was directing Argo uh, that 
traces back to Dazed, which is just fascinating. So, hey, if you, uh, if you want to read a book, I would strongly advise you check out All Right, All Right, All Right. Moving on to a watch recommendation. This is a short one, but it's uh, based on the article Grass Holes via the Ski Journal. And the embedded video is called Land Skiing Blading in the 1980s. And I'm not sure where my inspiration for pulling this one came from, but perhaps when I was driving through <laughs> Providence and Massachusetts, grass holes rhymes with mass holes, uh, although I don't remember having an incident on the road. But anyway, it's, uh, it's summertime, so ski skating down a grassy hill seemed appropriate. The... <laughs> the... Uh, Men, I think it was all men, featured in the short film were sort of in onesies. Some were shirtless in tidy whiteies. A couple were rocking mullets. So, you know, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but uh, it may even be more 80s than the rollerblading video referenced a few episodes ago. So if you need a short chuckle, I would check it out. And finally, a listen recommendation. This is from the Armchair Explorer the Ocean Race episode, which aired on July 10th, 2020. It's episode number 15. And the basic premise takeaway, if you will, is the simple reality that it's all about the journey, not just the destination. So I think about that during your summer vacation <laughs> explorations and travel, but this is what the episode's about. Follow professional sailor Mark Towell on the Ocean Race, the ultimate around-the-world sailing competition. Nine months and 45,000 nautical miles, the equivalent to 52,000 land miles, through some of the toughest seas on the planet. Only the strongest sailors in the world are able to compete, and only for the glory. There is no prize money. The Ocean Race, formerly the Volvo Ocean Race, is the toughest team challenge in sailing and arguably the most grueling competition in professional sports, but it's also one of the most beautiful. There's some nostalgic, even romantic, idea about sailing around the world powered by nothing but your wits and the wind. It harks back to the golden days of exploration. This is more than a race. This is a true adventure. Are you ready to sail around the world? And the, uh, in the show notes, the benefits to you are see the ocean through new eyes and be inspired to embark on your own high seas adventure. Learn how the mental toughness of round-the-world sailors can be applied to your own life in positive ways. Be inspired by this story of overcoming tragedy and hardships in pursuit of excellence and the greater good. Be motivated to get involved with ocean sustainability and fight to protect our oceans from plastic pollution. Yeah, there's a lot there, but it is only a 38-minute episode. <laughs> so so uh, next time you're sitting in traffic or uh, waiting to park, perhaps in the crowded beach lot, pop on uh, the Armchair Explorer, the ocean race, and uh, sit back and listen to uh, some sailing adventures. So there you have it, a few read, watch, and listen tips for a lazy summer day. Moving on to our main segment, Yagu Valley, Rhode Island. Yes, you can ski and ride in Rhode Island. Like I said at the top, I saw an ad about a water park and eventually realized I was passing Rhode Island's only ski area, and that's worth exploring. As I've probably mentioned before, I continue to be interested in learning about places I've never skied, and eventually skiing them. <laughs> Considering Yagu Valley is only one hour, 30 minutes from my front door, I should probably know a little bit about it. So let's do it. 
All right, the mountain profile. We're gonna start with vertical drop. We have 315 feet. And I gotta put an asterisk on that because I have seen other references to 245 and 145 vertical feet. There are 13 trails, 36 acres, night skiing on all trails, a terrain park. The longest trail is 2,200 feet, four lifts, two doubles, two rope toes, an average modest four feet of snow per season snowfall. The season lasts from early December to late March. There is a tubing park and of course the typical rentals, lessons, pro shop, full service base lodge. Also a fun fact, they have 16 snow guns, which gives them, as they put it in their words, the most guns per acre, more than any other mountain in the east. How about that? Now the SkiBums.net, their ski inny, skinny, the skinny, <laughs> they say it's a good small suburban ski area, great for newbies, novice intermediates, and kids skiing warm, friendly atmosphere, and where else you gonna ski in Rhode Island? But it's more than that. Yagu not only promotes the sport, but promotes fun, and with gimmicks like their coins, they make the whole thing affordable. And the locals say, when hitting top speed, Yagu! <laughs> Actually, I think it might be Yago. Either way. Now, uh, see... <laughs> Now, season passes run $419 for adults. It's an early bird price, jumps $50 after April 1st. But you're never going to have that option because they already sold out for the 2021-2022 ski winter season. But there is a waiting list, as I understand it. Uh, the kids' uh, season passes uh, and actually even senior passes range from $40 to $400, depending on age group. In terms of day tickets, the last year's pricing was $35 for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 3 to 8 p.m., $35 for Thursday and Friday from 10 to 2, and $40 on Thursday and Friday from 3 to 8. On the weekends, it's $45, and there's two sessions, a 9 to 12 morning session or a 1 to 4 afternoon session with grooming in the middle. So that's a little rundown of the mountain and the pricing. So yeah, it probably is a great uh, option for families and people learning to ski. What's very, very interesting and attractive of perhaps getting a season pass or uh, at this mountain is their partner on the Freedom Pass. What that involves is three free days of skiing at 13 other partner mountains across the nation. There are five in the east, however, two in Utah, two in Colorado, and one in California and Wisconsin. So apparently those free days are no blackout dates, there's no restrictions. So that's kind of a nice little added benefit for you know someone who has, uh, again, you know, sort of the, this local mountain within uh, driving distance, day trip distance. Now a little history of Yagu Valley. Now, this is courtesy of New England Ski History, their first winter season, 1964 to 1965. Richard Downs was working on his parents' summer camp property and sought to develop a winter business. At the suggestion of a neighbor, Downs acquired property on the 290-foot southeast peak of Yorker Hill and circa mid-1964 commenced cutting ski trails. A University of Rhode Island student named Maxwell D. 
Vordener was part of the construction crew. Remember that name. One year later, a new hall double chair was installed, making Yagu Valley Rhode Island's first chairlift-served ski area. In 1976, seeking to become a year-round destination, Downs and Stephen Ellis added a $10,000 skateboard park. In 1980, the ski area went for sale, and guess who bought it? Wardener purchased Yagu Valley from Richard Downs for $300,000 in December of 1980. In the early 1980s, a construction crew dumped many loads of fill atop the ski area, which when coupled with a rope tow above the chairlift resulted in an increase in the ski area's vertical drop. Now this may explain why there's various accounts of what the actual vertical drop is. With the closing of Ski Valley after the 1984-85 season, Yagu Valley became the state's only ski area. So there you have it, a little history of Yagu Valley, Rhode Island. Moving along to our featured segment, the trivia questions. That's right. The sources for today's trivia questions are Yagu's website, New England Ski History, SkiBums.net, and a brewery. More on that later. So I'm going to read the questions. There are seven today in order and then go through the answers, giving you a few moments to gather your thoughts and wager a guess. Here we go. Number one, how much was a lift ticket at Yagu Valley in its first season? The 1960s. Number two, why did Yagu Valley make national headlines during the summer of 1970? Number three, in the summer of 1977, what activity drew over an estimated 10,000 visitors to Yagu Valley? Number four, seeking to diversify their offerings and grow visits, what two attractions were installed in 1990? Number five, the Drive Less, Ski More marketing campaign featured four Rhode Island ski areas. Name them. Number six, of the just mentioned Rhode Island ski areas, which of them is the southernmost area? And number seven, what Rhode Island brewery has a blog post about Yagu Valley on its website? Okay, seven questions, seven answers. Here we go. Number one, how much was a lift ticket at Yagu Valley in the first season? This is the late 1960s. That would be $4.50. Now, admittedly, I did not adjust for inflation. However, I thought this question was interesting because if you recall in the intro, the price of a Saturday session Day lift ticket is $45. How about that? Number two. <laughs> Why did Yagu Valley make national headlines during the summer of 1970? One word. Tense. That's right. As Quonset Point Naval Air Station faced a housing crisis, well, as a result of it, self-called quote-unquote, Navy gypsies set up camp at Yagu Valley in Navy-issued tents while waiting for base houses or apartments to become available. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. Tent City. 
All right, number three. In the summer of 1977, what activity drew over an estimated 10,000 visitors? You probably got this. That would be the skateboard park. Yes, the $10,000 skateboard park. Interesting numbers right there. Number four. Seeking to diversify their offerings and grow visits, what two attractions were installed in 1990? No, not the skateboard park. That was already there. But what perhaps inspired this episode in the first place? The water park. That's right. The water park was one. The other attraction was a nine-hole pitch-and-putt golf course. How about that? You don't see those anymore. Number five. The Drive Less, Ski More campaign featured four Rhode Island ski areas. Name them. Well, hopefully you got two out of four because they were mentioned so far. (laughs) The first, Yagu Valley, of course. You got that one right. The second, Ski Valley. So that was in the intro uh, history part of the episode, closed in 84, I believe. Number three would be Diamond Hill and the fourth pine top. Now, old timers have also spoken about Nataconket Hill, apparently a small ski area in Providence that operated for a few years in the 1950s or so. So at one point, Rhode Island had five ski areas. How about that? For the fifth trivia question too. I mean, this is just irony all around. Number six, of the just mentioned Rhode Island ski areas, which of them is the southernmost area? So we're talking latitude, basically. Yeah, you got it. The irony continues. It's Yagu Valley. (laughs) I don't know if I've had a ski area be the answer for so many trivia questions uh, so far, but as it goes, yeah, it's the southernmost area and the only one left standing. And it really is based on the fact that Providence is within a 25-mile radius and a population about 1 million people. So it's more about ge- uh, dense population density than geography or latitude that keeps it going. All right, number seven. Lastly, perhaps most importantly, depending on your point of view, what Rhode Island brewery has a blog post about Yagu Valley on its website? Gansett, of course. Yes, Narragansett beer. Yeah, it's a blog post dated December 10th, 2009, written by Jim Crooks, titled New England Heritage. I'm just going to share a couple sentences from the post. Quote, if you grew up in Rhode Island like I did, then you probably have some memory of bombing down the slopes of Yagu Valley as a kid, using the quote-unquote tow rope to pull yourself back up the hill, and then capping off a perfect day with some hot chocolate in the lounge. For me, it was just sledding and not skiing because my Peace Corps parents thought it would be funny to have my sister and I ski uphill instead of downhill. Yep, we were cross-country skiers. Good times. Today, there are many reasons to love Yagu Valley, not the least of which is the fact that the lodge sells, drumroll please, Narragansett beer. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of fun to mention and uh, cap off our trivia questions with. So that's it. That's what I got. Uh, seven trivia questions. I encourage you to check out Yagu Valley next winter season. Maybe grab a three-hour session on a weekend, maybe do some night skiing on a weekday, or just grab a Gansett in the lodge and watch your kitties have some fun on the slopes. So that's it. At the very least, you can check it off your ski bucket list.
Looks like it's four o'clock. Time to catch the last chair. Thank you for listening. Have a question, comment, or correction? Contact me on Twitter at PowderhoundSkis. You can also subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast Manager, Verbal, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just type Powderhounds Podcast. Until next time, see you on the slopes, Powderhounds. Yeah, go!